0: Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text this morning for this Reformation Sunday is from the Epistle reading, Paul's letter to the Romans, the third chapter. These words, But now, a righteousness from God, apart from the law, has been made known. A righteousness from God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. This is our text. Dear Christian friends, Not long ago, a newspaper reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution sat down to interview a rising star of the hometown NBA basketball team, the Atlanta Hawks. Now, Throughout the players' previous few seasons with the ball team, this young and this talented athlete had been tried by the coaching staff at various positions on the basketball floor and with mixed results. And so the reporter, inquiring about this experiment of sorts, asked the player whether, for instance, he was more comfortable at the shooting guard position or at the point guard position, to which the young talent replied. He said, frankly, I think I'm at my best whenever the ball is in my hands, period. It's a rather self-confident statement. We might say a bit more than self-confident. But when it comes down to it, most of us do tend to like the ball in our own hands, don't we? We tend to trust ourselves, we tend to trust these hands of ours more than most others to get the job done and to get it done right. I suppose it's a bit ironic then that, well, no one knows who first made the statement. Near every one of us can identify and do and, and, and does identify with the statement that if you want something done right... You best do it yourself. And that's what we are. We're we humans, we're a race of do-it-yourselfers. When we want the job done right, these hands of ours are the hands to do it right. And isn't that so often why we become the home improvement weekend warriors that we do? Because we want the job done right? Or is that not sometimes why those of us who are inclined and talented enough to do it? Some build their own computers or perhaps fix their own cars because we want the job done right. Ladies, isn't that why you'd rather not have us men wrap the gifts? Because you want the job done right. Isn't that why even when when we hand the work over into the hands of another, even sometimes professionals, isn't isn't that why still these hands of ours, almost habitually, almost instinctively, double check their work? Because ultimately, when we want the job done right, we like the ball in our own hands. And we like to do it ourselves. And We might consider these hands of ours the very very best hands to do so many things and to do them right. But the truth is that it doesn't take much to remind us how very inadequate these hands of ours really are when it comes to getting some things done. As we consider our hands, maybe we're reminded how inadequate they've been, or maybe they currently are perhaps, in preventing a serious injury from befalling one of one of your children or a loved one. Perhaps as we look at these hands of ours, we'll recall how helpless these hands are when it comes to holding on to our children until we're ready to let them go, of how incapable these hands are of keeping them small in a big warm embrace or how insufficient these hands of ours are in keeping our little one sheltered forever and forever from the world and its ways. Well, maybe these hands of ours are the best to, to get some jobs done, but we know how little these hands are able to curb the pain that we see parents or grandparents suffering, a spouse suffering, for instance, and as hard as, as we might hold on to a spouse, perhaps you know firsthand that these hands of ours can only do so much and then it's frankly out of our hands, isn't it? These hands, these hands of ours, it doesn't take much for us to be reminded how very inadequate these hands of ours really are for so many things. Before God, before God, these hands of ours are even less adequate to get the job done. Before God, our own hands are so insufficient to set things right before God, to justify ourselves before God. And yet, by nature, we tend to think that they can. They can get the job done, and they can get it done right. That's exactly what Walter Carlson of Chicago's WNBI found out when he took his roving microphone to the Windy City's Union Station. And there asked the random commuter the question, How does a person get to heaven? How does a person go to heaven? In essence, asking the question, How is one justified? How is one put right before God? Well, for a half an hour, straight, a steady stream of passers by responded with such answers as all of the same sort, too obey the golden rule, which is do unto others. As you would have them do unto you. Be good to your neighbor, came back the response. Go to church, and go to church often. Do good things. Pay your bills. But you see, our instinct, and these responses are evidence of it, our instinct is to think that these hands, our own hands, the best hands, to justify us before God and to rectify our fallen situation, But scripture reminds us how well beyond the reach of our own hands that job is. Because it reminds us just how mistake-free these hands of ours must be if these hands are going to do the job and they're going to get it done. Remember what the law, the divine requirements of God, remember what they dictate? Be perfect. It is written... Be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. Again, it is written, whoever shall keep the law, whoever shall keep the whole law, yet stumble in one single point, is guilty of it all. Now friends, you know, and so do I, that these hands of ours have not at all been perfect. You know... And so do I, despite any good intentions, you know and so do I that these hands of ours have been far less than faultless when it comes to dealing and handling the points of God's law. Should it surprise us then that we hear Paul say what he did today in the epistle reading? All have sinned and therefore we fall short of the glory of God. And even though it's undeniably true, the natural tendency to involve our hands in salvation's work is so strong that we don't and we won't easily hand over the work of salvation to God. Maybe we can't do it all, we suppose, but but Lord, we can help, can't we? Home Depot theology, isn't that what it is? You know the current slogan of the hardware chain is, You can do it and we can help it's Home Depot theology that says Lord you can do it but we can help we can do our part too can't we but friends friends if any of it if any of the work of justification is in our own hands from the lion's share to the littlest point then ultimately it's all in our own hands If any of it is up to you, then all of it is up to you. Now, as a young man, Martin Luther lived with the haunting uncertainty of having his standing before God, his justification before God rest in his own hands. That's what the church of the day was teaching, sadly. As a young monk, he tried. Desperately, he tried to live life letter-perfect. To dot every I and to cross every T. He tried to be perfect, to do perfect, to live perfect in every point, but you know, the tighter, the tighter he held on with his hands to the belief that he could, the looser in his hands the certainty became. Trying to justify yourself by the law, do you know what Luther came to call that in time? The monster of uncertainty. The monster of uncertainty and maybe you know the feeling that uncertainty for how or rather for when do you know and how do you know and how can you know when these hands of ours have done enough to make satisfaction when is enough enough when can I be certain that these hands have done enough uncertainty but friends if we're asking that question have i done enough have these hands of mine done enough and know this that's the wrong question to ask for the answer to that question is and always will be no no you haven't done enough you can't do enough you never will be able to do enough Remember what Paul wrote in the epistle reading, for by the works of the law no human being will be justified in his sight. And so, friends, if we're asking the question, have I done enough to know for certain, that's the wrong question to ask. The right question is not, have I done enough, but rather, has enough been done? Has enough been done? because the answer to that question is and always will be a resounding yes. Yes, indeed enough has been done and Jesus Christ is the one who did it. In His hands. You see, in His hands, not in yours and not in mine, but in His hands. That's where the work of salvation belongs. And on this Reformation Sunday, not a single one of us should leave here today without being absolutely certain that that's exactly where Scripture tells us and declares to us that it is, in His hands. We heard St. Paul say it today in that epistle reading, which also serves as our sermon text, but now a righteousness from God apart from the law, apart from the works of our hands indeed securely out of our hands, a righteousness from God apart from the law has been made known. And this righteousness from God, it comes through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you who believe it, apart from the law, you see what God's done? He's taken your salvation, and he's taken mine your justification and your and, and mine he's taken it out of your hands and he's taken it out of my, my hands and he's taken it into his hands into his hands which are able to do all things that these hands are so inadequate to do the things that these hands could never do and that's where your salvation rests, friends, securely it rests in His almighty hands. His hands. Christ Jesus' hands, hands that when He lived here below were perfect in service and in prayer toward God the Father because our hands have not been. His hands that here below were faultless in love toward others because our hands have not been. His perfect hands. His nail-pierced hands that were stretched out upon the cross of Calvary in place of your imperfect hands and mine, in His hands, salvation is in His hands because He so dearly wanted the all-important job of obtaining your salvation to be done and to be done right. And so this job He knew He had to do Himself. And He did. And with his hands extended on that cross and with a dying breath, he announced a job well done. When he said, it is finished. So you know it's done. One of the hymn writers that that we have in our hymnal, one of the hymns in our hymnal puts it so well. When it says, Not what these hands have done can save this guilty soul, not what this toiling flesh has borne can make my spirit whole, not what I feel or do can give me peace with God, not all my prayers and sighs and tears can bear my awful load. Thy work alone, O Christ, can ease this weight of sin, Thy blood alone, O Lamb of God, can give me peace within. That's salvation in the right hands. In his hands. And therefore with St. Paul and with Martin Luther, we too conclude that a man is justified by faith in Christ. Apart from the works of our hands. And friends, you're justified already. All of you, all of you who believe it to be true for you. And that's the joy and the timeless confidence of Christ's church. For we live in the knowledge and the certainty that indeed we have been saved by God's good grace alone, not by works but by God's good grace alone through faith and nothing but faith alone in in the work of Christ's hands alone. That's our confidence. It's also the ageless and privileged task of his church to make that truth known. It's our glory to make it known. And so we make it known. Boldly and lovingly, we confess it to those outside the church whose hands might yet be busy in futility, trying so desperately to do what Christ Jesus has already done for them. And just as boldly and just as lovingly, we confess it to those within the church, as Luther did in his day, those within the church who would profess and preach a different gospel, one that would that would place any work of salvation into our hands. And so rob of their due glory and all sufficiency those nail-pierced hands of Christ. Boldly do we confess it. And with Martin Luther we confess it regardless of whether the cause seems destined for success or bound for defeat. It makes no difference. We confess it because it's the Word of God. It's the truth. And with Luther, frankly, we can do no other. And so God help us. And so whether the cause would spread with the ease of wildfire or whether Christ sees fit to galvanize the confession of the faith in the fires of persecution, regardless, we hold to the confession. Because remember, friends, The cause is not of your hands. And ultimately, the cause is not in my hands. It's in his hands. The cause is Christ's. And therefore, it shall not. Indeed, it cannot fail. I leave you today with the account of the citizens of Feldkirk, Austria. The citizens of Feldkirk didn't know what to do you see Napoleon's massive army was preparing to attack soldiers had been spotted in the Heights above the little town which was situated so vulnerably on the Austrian border council of citizens was hastily summoned to decide whether they should try to defend themselves or wave the white flag of surrender it happened to be Sunday And the people had gathered in the local church, and the pastor was there with them too, hearing the discussion. And at last the pastor rose and said, Friends, we've been counting on our own strength, and apparently that has failed. As this is the Lord's day, let us just ring the bells. Have our services as usual, and leave the matter in His hands. We know only our weaknesses, and not the power of God to fight for us. Well The, the council agreed, and the church bells rang. But you know, the enemy, hearing the sudden peal, concluded, concluded that the Austrian army had arrived during the night to defend the town. And so before the service had even ended, the enemy broke camp and left in retreat. Friends, on this day and every day, let the church bell of our confession ring. Let the bell of our confession peal loud and clear in the face of whatever, and whoever and however many might stand against us, let it sound. And then leave the rest. Where the matter has always been, leave the rest in his hands. A blessed Reformation Day to you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.